Hello, you are listening to the Plumfield Moms, and this is Our Librarian Life, a card catalog project at Plumfield and Pidea. Hi, I'm Diane Pendergraft. I'm here with Sarah Masaryk, and we have our library ladies with us today, Christy Stansfield and Sherry Early. Christy and Sherry, it's so fun that we're doing this today. And it's especially fun, I think, because today's a double header for us. We're recording two things on the same day. So we're just, uh, I don't know, legitimizing how much we hang out. <laughs> well, we'll see if it ends up being fun. Yeah. <laughs> Right. We might all be tired of each other by the end of it. Oh, it will. <laughs> so ladies, the holidays are over and the new normal has settled in. Sherry, last time we talked, you were talking about getting ready for your member drive because you were coming upon renewals. And I did some member things as well in January. Sherry, for all of us baby librarians out there who are still figuring out how to handle renewals and that kind of thing of new members, tell us about your process and how it all went. Okay. Well, you know, like you said, the first task of the year was to put away all the Christmas right. books <laughs> and I keep them in a closet at, because I don't have any shelf space, the chronic... The chronic problem of uh, <laughs> home librarians, I guess. But after I got that done, I sent out renewal notice. Well, actually, I sent out renewal notices to everybody that was a member of my library in December okay. because I decided to increase the membership fee. Mm -hmm. It was $60 a mm -hmm. year, and I increased it to 72 Okay which is still only $6 yeah, a month. I mean, not you know, expensive. <laughs> and it's still less than most of the other librarians that I know yeah, of yeah. who charge. Yeah. But um, I told the my current members that they if they renewed in, if they brought me their money, actual money, mm -hmm. in <laughs> December, that they could renew for $60 just this for this, this year. As a promo. Um some of them did that. Mm -hmm. um, the majority did not. <laughs> I think I got, I had 31 members at the end of 2023. Okay. 31 families in my library. And I think five or six of them actually renewed in. In December. December. Wow. <laughs> so then shows you that money's I not said, really the thing for people it's not the it's neither the no. it's not the deterrent nor is it the motivator money is just a thing no. so then I sent out renewal notices to everybody again in the beginning of January or to everybody who hadn't already renewed and they began to trickle in <laughs> slowly um it's pros and cons of doing it in January. I know that January is a hard month for people sometimes yeah. financially because of Christmas and all the thing and things that come due at the beginning of the year too. On the other hand, I found that September was a hard time for everybody too, or August because they're all trying to, you know, get their curriculum lined up and na -na 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 -na. Um, the end of the like the end of the school year in May or June, it's not, it, everybody's going on vacation and they're all crazy. And so I haven't found a better time to do it. <laughs> I think January is just going to be. It's it. logical for you. Um, I mean, and, and it, that's, that's the whole magic here. You have to do what is, makes sense to you. Well, I actually did where at first where I, when people joined my library, then a year later was their renewal right. time. So I had renewal, library renewals. Every month. Every month. Right. And that was that was way too much to keep up with by the time I got more than 10 families or so. Yeah, that was one of the things yeah. that I had planned to do. And then, then oh, no, no, no. I'm going to have three points in the year where people enter in, thinking of it as like semesters, because this monthly thing is for the birds. It's <laughs> it's no good. Well, I, I allow people to join any time, mm -hmm. 
but I prorate the the fee. So it's like like I said, six dollars a month. So if they join in June, yeah. then it's seven times six, whatever that is. Got it. Got it. Cool. <laughs> Very cool. Math is not my forte. No. Um, I do know what seven times six is, I think. Um, anyway, so um, what I've ended up with is I had 31 families when at the end of the year, and I now have 20 families wow. who are members. So that seems like a lot of fluctuation, but... I, I I think I'll end up, by the time I get to the end of the year, mm-hmm. I think I'll end up with about 30 families. Sure, sure. Um, I think it just, it just works that way. Well, and <laughs> numbers are in, they are a metric. They give us information, but they are not the whole story. And if you have 31 families who are there, but only 20 use the library, What's the good of the others? Mm-hmm. Better to have, I, I my goal is to have patrons who are really actualized in the library. I know that when renewals come up for me, there's some I'm going to lose because they, they've literally never checked out a book. So yeah. I'm not, I'm not, I'm choosing not to lose sleep over that. <laughs> well, and a couple of those families have, had already moved away. Yeah. I'm pretty sure in the summertime without telling me, yeah. um, which is fine. They didn't have book. They didn't have my books. So. And a couple of them um, said, told me that they just didn't think they could afford it right mm-hmm. now. So it, it's just different reasons. And sure. stuff. So it's okay. Sure. Cool. Yeah. Well, what else are you working on this month? What else is exciting for you? Oh, goodness. Well, when I put away the Christmas books, I got out the Thornton Burgess books. Yes. Because that's what we did our first book club on. We had, I had the kids each I have a whole set of books by Thornton Burgess who wrote Old Mother West Wind right. and a lot of books uh on individual animal stories like the, the adventures of Peter Rabbit and the adventures of um Jimmy Skunk and all these people <laughs> <laughs> all these all these animals anyway so I have a bunch of those and each child checked out a different book and then we had book club for the first time and that was that was fun tell us about it four children and two mamas and we talked about the books and they they all seemed to enjoy the books and seemed to enjoy the discussion and we tried to draw a map of uh Thornton Burgess land <laughs> and uh we yeah, we just had a really uh, nice, nice time. Yay. So I'm pleased with that. I'm also excited, though, because for that book club, I was just pretty much winging mm-hmm. it and come up with my own um, ideas and activities and questions and things like that to, to talk about. And this next month, I'm going to use a very wonderful resource <laughs> that <laughs> some friends of mine made up for to do. We're all reading the same book this in February, which is The Incredible Journey. Yay! And uh, I have a book club packet to go with it. So I get, Yay. I had to get I gave out wonderful, um, cute little invitations <laughs> and uh, book journals and all that kind Yay. of stuff. And I think I'm going to have several more children at that book club because um, there were some who called in sick. Oh, sure, <laughs> sure, sure. For, for January yeah. and will probably be there in February. Fun. Yay. Well, we're, we're anyway. so grateful that you're trying out the incredible journey packet that we made. And we're so delighted. Uh, then you like it, and we can't wait to hear how it works for you. Oh, and then the other thing I've been doing is something that I think Sarah's gonna Sarah's gonna talk about. Mm. So I'll I'll let you start that discussion about inventory. <laughs> Yay! <laughs> <laughs> have you been doing inventory? So? <laughs> I have, Sherry. Um, so 
I years ago, I worked in a small Catholic bookstore and every year in January or late December, we would close for a few days and we would inventory the entire store top to bottom, you know, every little holy metal, every little flyer, the whole thing, everything in the store was inventoried. And um, my kids worked with me at the time. So they came along and and they really enjoyed the inventory and I enjoyed it. And it was just such a good sense of knowing what we have and don't have in the store. And it seemed to me as we were doing more and more, you know, as we've built this library this year, I mean, our library is not even a year old yet. We've moved sections and shelves a lot because we keep growing and it's just the, you know, we get more bookshelves and as the library is really sort of like growing into its adult or big, big library form, we've moved things so much. And at any given moment, we have between five and 600 books checked out. And we have lots of little patrons who pull books off shelves. And then bigger patrons who think they're being helpful and put those books back on shelves, but not in the right places. And we just realized that we had a number of books that were missing. And we had a little insecurity that Maybe there's a lot of books that just we just need to go and, and look at our books and see that we have what we think we have. Um, people were requesting books and we can't find them. A couple of people have gotten overdue notices for books they thought they returned. So we said, you know what we're going to do? We're just for the health of our library and we're going to do this. We're going to inventory the entire library at least once a year. And I say at least once a year because our full plan right now is to go top to bottom the whole library. But as I was chatting with you, Sherry, we began to feel like maybe there's another way to do this for maintenance value going forward. So for us right now, we are going shelf by shelf and we are taking every single book off the shelf and we are making sure that, first of all, we're scanning it in library thing. And we made some videos, Christy, Sherry, and I made some videos about how you do inventory in library thing. It couldn't be easier, honestly. And um, we're scanning them to make sure that the barcode correlates with the copy that we have. We are making sure that the shelf tag is correct and we're making sure like that the title is correct. So we're just making sure that the thing, the most basic things we would need in order to find and use this book, that those things are accurate. And then we're putting it back on the shelf and we're going to the next one. And in the process, we are discovering books that definitely need repair, and we've discovered four books that may have come to us moldy, but has, since sitting in our library have become contaminated, shall we say, and we've decided that rather than trying to fix those, mm-hmm. we're going to remove them so that they don't damage their neighbors. So we are not quite done yet. We've been doing it slowly over the last two weeks. Um, we we have about 4,500 books inventoried out of our 6,200 books. So we need a couple more library days <laughs> to get that done. Yeah. Yeah, that's what I need. I need some help. Um, inspired by you, I started doing this. Um, I could not, I've not ever... I my library's been in in existence for nine or ten years, and I had obviously books before right. that, but I've never inventoried right. them. Uh, they are all or mostly all in library mm-hmm. thing, cataloged in library thing, but I've never done an inventory. And when I was a school librarian, we used to do inventory every year, mm-hmm. but we did it in late May, early June, when school was out and all the books were returned, were supposed to be returned. So if the book wasn't on the shelf, then it was missing. Mm -hmm. I mean, it was definitely once some child had taken it or something. Mm -hmm. So I couldn't wrap my mind around how you do inventory when you have 500 books checked out people and... So how do you know? And then, but Miss Sarah <laughs> came to the rescue, and I, I, I get it now. I think, and I started. And you started, and it may take me all year because I think I've, I've done about uh, I forget now, about three or four hundred. I thought you said like three hundred and eighty. Yeah, yeah. I think that's marvelous. So. <laughs> We'll get there. <laughs> well, and the, the beautiful thing about library thing is 
you can do inventory in a living, working database. That's a special thing to be able to be checking books out on Friday, but doing inventory on Thursday and Saturday. And that's exactly what we're doing. And then as we're checking books in, we are also inventorying them at the same time. So when we get a bunch of returns now, we are going through the inventory process for them. And we did make two videos and we will post those in the show notes and we're going to post them in all of the other places um, very, very soon. And we show that it's just the way you set up your screen and library thing. There's an entire lending set of features that you can put in there and you can just mark them as having been inventoried. Basically, you're just signifying that you've seen them and you've verified them. And that book is now free to be checked out or not. It doesn't matter because it's marked, it's done, and we just keep working through what is not yet done. But it is rather gratifying because you find... You find books, you find out what you have, but you find books that are misplaced. Mm-hmm. I found books that never, somehow never made it into the catalog. Right. Um, I found books that were in the catalog, but didn't have a barcode yet. Um, all that. So it's it's good. Well, yeah. and it's especially nice. Again, we're talking about inventory and library thing. I don't know how easy that is to do in other systems. I can't speak to that. I can only speak to library thing, but and I'm not saying library thing's the best thing in the world. We just love it and it works for us. Um, but what I love is the way it is, you can either, you can take your your scanner if you have a scanner or you can key them in and you can do one shelf at a time. Every day you could go into your library and do a shelf and then you would know that that shelf is done. And if a book comes, is returned before it goes back on that shelf, you would just make sure it was inventoried, you know, that kind of thing. Or you could do a case a month or you could do a collection. You could have your, if your library is divided into collections and you have like a homeschool collection versus a book club collection versus early readers or whatever, you could just go collection by collection. So if you think of it as there are lots of opportunities to do small chunks and that's where I think we're going to get to. We're going to do this full-fledged inventory and then we're going to go as a monthly maintenance. We're going to pick something and inventory it every month. Just maintaining, you know, maintaining those places, especially the high traffic ones, you know, <laughs> like picture books. That probably is a good one to do inventory on on a regular basis because those get in the wrong place all the time. And honestly, it's a, it's kind of like what we used to call um, shelf reading, oh. which is that when um, when I worked in a college library, when they didn't have any work for us to do for some reason, mm-hmm. Then they would, uh, because we're there were a lot of student workers, sure. right? And so they would send us upstairs to just look at a certain shelf and make sure that all the books were in order uh-huh. and that none of the books were the wrong shelf, misplaced. Yeah. Cool, yeah. I love that. <laughs> so that's kind of yeah, and you could do that without an inventory tool at right. all. Which might be if if you plan to do like a a shelf um, a week or something like that, that might be a good substitute for doing an inventory if you don't want to, yeah, or don't have the tools. Yeah, to if you're do not it. in library thing and you, it's a little harder for you, especially if you do something like Dewey or something where you just know here's the order. Mm-hmm. I think it's just really good mm-hmm. to be able to touch those books and be able to make sure that ones that need repair get repair, ones that, you know, have problems need to leave before they can hurt their neighbors. Um, like you said, it's just very gratifying. And I feel like I'm investing in the longevity of the library by taking care of this little weeding type task in my garden. In my library garden, it's a little bit of weeding that has to be done on a regular basis. <laughs> <laughs> So, Christy, what about you? What have you been doing this month? Well, this is the season of hibernation Mm. (laughs) because my library has a heater that can't really keep up with the temperatures outside. And so I don't spend a lot of time out here. In the last couple of years, and we've had fairly mild winters, it hasn't really been a problem, but we've had a couple of We've had a real doozy week yeah. this past week when it was it was pretty cold. Yeah. So, but so during hibernation, you have time for other tasks, mm. and so I like to play in cataloging tasks and list kind of tasks, mm-hmm. and I should send notices to my fall borrowers that it's time to 
pick up the fall books that they checked out and think about requesting ahead for the spring yeah. so that we can make an exchange. So that, that, that's, you know, it's kind of the, the downtime. Yeah. So there's not a lot of physical work going on, although I really want it to be, but it's giving me time to contemplate the, the great question in the picture books is, I, I don't know. I mean, this is probably a, a me thing. It could be a, an other people We want to hear too. it. <laughs> <laughs> there is something so satisfying about gathering a collection of books together that are alike yes. in some way. Yes. Okay. Yes. So, but there's like many ways. Too many ways. Books can yeah. be alike or not alike. And then you have to decide and um, so, you know, when you have uh, just what comes off the top of my head, Jan Brett, when mm -hmm. you have a lot of Jan Brett books, mm -hmm. do you like to just set them all up there and see, yes, here are all the Jan Brett books and don't they look beautiful together? And, <laughs> and there they all are and I can find them. And if you're doing your picture books mm -hmm. by author, mm -hmm. A to Z, you're going to find them all there. But then you have this other thing that you want to do. You come across this lovely little literature guide called Picture Book Preschool. Yay! <laughs> and as you come across them, you've been marking them in your library as such. And then you, but then you think, well, there's a couple of this author's books. And then there's a couple of this mm -hmm. other because... Mrs. Early is no respecter of authors. She does not include every work by an author that she would like to feature in her picture book preschool. So now I have to decide. You know, part of me wants to make this nice little collection of picture book preschool over mm -hmm. here. But there's going to be some missing out of the other beautiful author collection. Yes, exactly. Yes. Exactly. You know? And how many and duplicates so can you have, right? <laughs> right. Well, I can have a lot. <laughs> I can. And I do. And uh, so for, for those of you who are looking for an excuse <laughs> to keep that duplicate, uh -huh. This is this is a workable one. And uh, so stay tuned, folks. I have not come to the final decision. And, and the hibernation time is giving me that chance to contemplate to, work, to contemplate my future. And, uh, but then that that still brings us back to this, this, the whole theme of having a personal library, yeah. a lending library yeah. is and and you see this if you go onto library thing there are, they have done things like catalog what they call legacy libraries yeah. and so famous authors or famous people they have actually accessed the the records of the books they own from so and they will catalog them and on library thing and you can see them right. under legacy libraries and there are lots of small libraries that are run by churches or other kinds of nonprofits or organizations and they're all organized according to how they need to manage their collection. Well, that's the magic right there. Yes. How they need it, to manage their collection. Need, mm -hmm. That's right. And each one of us mm -hmm. librarians are unique in our Amen. space, our personalities, our Patrons. field of influence, mm -hmm. and our collections. And there is no right way to do it. No. And, and what you need to do is find the way that works for you. I always say to people when they ask, why did you do it this way? Whatever way it is that I've done it. And I always say, we spent a lot of time standing in the library, imagining that a patron was saying, do you have a book on stones? Where would I go? Where would my eyes and hands intuitively go to find that book on stones or to find a fantasy book for a 12-year-old? Whatever, you know, what is the search question that somebody's going to ask? What's native or natural to me for how I would find that? Because I don't know about you guys, but I don't, I mean, Christy, I know you don't have a browsing library. Sherry, you kind of do. 
I would say mine's less of a browsing library. My, there's so many people in my library and there's never like space, <laughs> right? Browse. So it's really like I, I'm standing there and the queue of kids behind me saying, Mrs. Mazark, what have you contemplated for me for this checkout? Oh, Walter. <laughs> yes, I get this question all the time. <laughs> oh, Walter, I pulled three books for you. <laughs> Isaac, I've got these for you. And so I'm always, I feel that between me and my assistant librarians, my babies, it really has to be what's intuitive to us to where will we find the book. But if you have a browsing library, the kind where a family might get lost in the library for two hours and they're looking for books, you might set it up really differently. I don't know. What What do you do, Sherry? Do you, do you keep notes about that? Yeah. Like I found I had family come in last week and ask me for... Um, she was just asking for something simple, picture books for her three-year-old about trucks. Right. So he's really into trucks. And I found one or two. And then after she left, I found, I was doing inventory. Right? <laughs> and, and I found, like, why didn't I think of this book? Or why didn't I think of that book? Why didn't I think of that one? That would have been much better than the one I gave her. And I don't know. Yeah. And you can't keep notes if they are only asking you when they come in, but still, I feel like I, I need something to jog my memory. I got you. Know? This is where catalog work <laughs> is so invaluable. If you can yeah. Make yourself do it. Yeah. Cause yeah. there you can tag your book trucks and then all you have to do is say one second, let me look at it. One second. And you t- type in your That's tag what I truck, have yeah. done. and then if and especially if you have a location tag, right? Mm-hmm. Then you can go find it because mm-hmm. my brain would think, oh, trucks, technology, machines, you know, mm-hmm. and I might catalog them in the science section, but that would only be the nonfiction ones. Right. Now you've got all the picture books, right. and and so the factual books I would probably keep separate, mm-hmm. but I would know this because in my catalog. I would have them tag trucks, they all have- but all of them would show up where they are. Yeah, you can't you can't physically shelve a book in five different places. No, no exactly. Like yeah, <laughs> yeah. So no, it's my tags, brain. You know, yeah. the tags or the subject headings or whatever you want to call them are. Yeah, yeah. that's what I and that's what I should have done. I should have gone to my computer and looked up trucks. But I thought, oh, I'll remember. <laughs> yeah. No. Well, let me really. tell you what we do practically. So beyond the whole looking them up by tag, we begin to learn who our patrons are never well served on their first visit. But the more they come, the better we get to know what they want. So we have number of families that have very predictable requests. So I know this one boy, he wants anything and everything farming, and I cannot buy enough farming books for him. Nonfiction, fiction, he doesn't care as long as it's about farming. And so when he leaves, if I'm looking for a book for somebody else, or I'm doing inventory and I see a farming book, I pull it and we go and put a hold on it in Tiny Cat and I put it on the hold shelf. And then when I'm when I've got a, more than a couple, I'll just email the mom and say, "Hey, I pulled these for Isaac for next time. Uh, let me know if you want me to cancel these holds. Otherwise, we'll hold them for you for until you can until you can come in and get them." So I actually go and I do forced holds, and then the mom can always email back, "No, no, we've already had that one, or we or no, we have that one already at home, or no, thank you, or yeah, great, let's keep it." So whenever we find something great, and we only have to do that once or twice, and then the mom knows, then when holds start popping up, that it's just us working in the background and they can come and cancel them if they want to or not. So we just go and pull. That's good. Because yeah. I really want to give that kind of person. You know, that's the uh, that's the the beauty of having a small yeah. library like this, that you can give personalized recommendations and personalized service yes. to people. yes. And I do, but I don't always remember everything that I want to remember. <laughs> the other thing is we want to get a card file box, just a simple little $3, $5 card file box and have index cards with each patron's name on it. And whenever they come in and they start to tell us what they like, we just want to make a notation so that we're just writing it down to remember. And then if we're thinking, you know, going through those cards once a month or so, what should we be pulling when we know they're coming for an event? What, what should we be pulling for Isaac or for Walter or for Emily or for whomever? 
Because I think it is really about relationship. As much as it's about the books, it's about the children thinking that the librarian knows and cares. Us finding stuff is the key. Yes. <laughs> Not following somebody else's system yes. that we don't think that way. Right. You know, it's like if a book is in, is, it takes place in ancient times, I, I just have the ancient history bookcase. And, you know, you put Greece together and, you, you know, and I have a Middle Ages and then I have a Renaissance and then it gets... It gets messy yeah. <laughs> because now world history encompasses history across the pond. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So that's when things get different. And enlightenment versus Christianity yeah. and reformation. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> uh, I just, you know, so if it's ancient history, it goes on the ancient history bookcase. If it's, if it's middle ages, it goes there. Those two I can count on. Yes. After that, <laughs> Then, then you know, I, I it has to it, explorers. That's kind or of barbary a pirates. category. Where do barbary pirates yeah. go? Well, are they Europe? Are they I Africa? Have, are they America? No, I don't have to worry about that. I put that on the nautical shelf. Oh, of course, of course, like you big did. Word, big word, <laughs> nautical shelf. Uh, it can be nonfiction. It can be fiction. I'm just putting them. Do you all have there. an actual pirate shelf? No, I called it. I call nautical. it nautical. You just made it very yes. gentlemanly. It, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. it, but it's it mostly. Yeah, pirates. it doesn't have to. Well, yeah, it doesn't have to be just pirates. But that, um, but you know, this, this is this is an age long question. Yeah. Through librarian school, through different libraries, and it was really funny because I, I, I kind of wandered the talk threads on library thing yeah. at times just to see what's going on. And Tim Spaulding is the guy who started the whole website yeah. as a means to catalog his um, ancient classics collection. <laughs> yes. So he's kind of a, he likes to play along those lines of classifications. Yes. And he did a post just yesterday. I saw it. Thinking out loud. Did you yes. see that? And, <laughs> And I, I love the little asterisk at the bottom where he said, I say this part to head off any, don't work on this, work on that. Sometimes I work on things that interest me. So sue me, right? Sometimes I yes, do. Yes, yeah. Here we are. We're adults now. And, and we can, if our library doing certain things interest us, we can do that. Yes. I'm a catalog nerd. Yeah. I probably like that more than anything else. <laughs> so that that's what I would naturally tend to. When people are talking about, well, should I put this in Dewey um, number 300, blah, 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 or 600, so, 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 uh, choose yeah. one. <laughs> right. Yeah. It's just an address. Amen. It's an address yes. for your book. Okay. So that you and can that, just find as it. As long as you know what the address is and the book is at the, at the right address, you can find yeah. it. And it, it's, and I'm it sure really matter in most of our libraries, we are not going to have shelves and shelves of books about animals that we would have to classify specific them yeah. in such specific topics or, right. or in social studies or even geography or well, we're not research libraries. Right. We're not no. collegiate libraries. We're not libraries that people go to to do extensive research. Ours are right. they're reading libraries and they're libraries for families. Families. It's wonderful to train them in Dewey Decimal. That's great. It's a nice discipline, but it is not the only I mean, it's not the most important thing. It's a thing, no. but it's not the most important. It's a thing. thing. Yeah, it's not the most important thing. And we're not going to in our collections, which are small mm -hmm. compared to university libraries, right. big public libraries, we're not going to have that big a collection of books that we have to be that detailed. Right. It's like spiders. We have some articles at the card catalog that will, that explain how several different librarians do this yeah. and what, how they classify and, and tag their books and, and shelve them and what uh, groups they put them in and yeah. all that kind of stuff that could be helpful. Yeah. But don't get don't get paralyzed by mm -hmm. that. 
just because a lot of librarians do it in a lot of different ways. Yeah. Choose one and do it. Yes. You know? And then realize that you'll probably change your mind anyway. Yeah. Six months <laughs> down the road okay or a couple of years. Because I also acquired a new nickname. I, I think <laughs> I gave it to myself. But anyway, this this month. Uh, and I decided that I'm the lackadaisical librarian, <laughs> um, which who says, you know, eh, <laughs> good, <laughs> enough. good enough. I, I, I can get I can get all nerdy and get into this stuff. But at, at some point I just go, eh, what does it matter? <laughs> we'll just and we're not trying. We'll do it. We're not trying to impress anybody. But if it's fun for you to be yeah. a card catalog nerd like you are, Christy. Yeah. Then own it. Be it. Love right. it. This is your passion project. Yes. Librarians, this is yes. your passion project. Sure. Let it be your passion. Do what your passion tells you to do because that's going to make your library so special. Don't rip off somebody else. Be you. Yep. <laughs> so I guess that's it for me. The hibernation librarian. Hibernation librarian. <laughs> oh, you're the bag bag lady well librarian, i'm the you? bag librarian in the good months and the hibernation librarian in the, in the uh, uh, cold months uh, yes I see. diane what about you what's going on in your library not much <laughs> it's cold there too isn't it uh, you know it was but now it's 50 yeah. That's it's wild. a little bit of a shock when when we've changed temperature like 75 degrees in the last few days. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, I, I have noticed, if I might make a little point, that Diane might be the intake librarian. She's She's been <laughs> having a little intake or into her library, mm -hmm. so that has to be dealt with, right? Yeah. Is it like the Roach Hotel? The books come in, but they don't go out. <laughs> Oh. I didn't know we were comparing books to roaches, Diane. <laughs> You're not no, making she said the intake and I was thinking, <laughs> No, just that. So if I'm the intake librarian, they're, they're really not going out very fast. And that's, oh. I'm, I'm trying to be okay with that. I've only been open for about four months and I have four official patrons mm -hmm. who have paid. That's amazing. That's one a month. And, you know, I sit here thinking, oh, it's awful quiet in here. And then I think, that is okay right now. Well, and you're right about now. to not be home for an extended period of right. time. So how right. is that all going to work when you're gone? I'll just be gone. <laughs> Do you? That's pretty obvious. I have. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I needed help with that one. <laughs> I I have two patrons who come regularly and it and they come well one of them's every two weeks i think and one of them's once a month i don't, I don't know what they're doing but anyway i they know that i'm going to be gone and they're just going to have to come before i leave i'm only going to be gone for four weeks mm -hmm. they can come and stock up and then they can bring them back when i get home so i think that'll work fine two of them are totally enthusiastic but one of them lives out on a ranch and can't get into town mm. One of them has five kids and lives kind of out of town. Yeah. So um, I just don't have regular library hours or regular anything. But it'll it's okay that it's slow. I don't know if I could. I couldn't handle something like what you have, Sarah. Yeah. Well, I don't know that I'm couldn't handling it. it either. <laughs> <laughs> and, and I don't have, I really don't have room to expand. I mean, my house right. seems kind of big, but the rooms are not connected they're small and i don't know where i would go if i had too many more all at once mm -hmm. so mm -hmm. but i guess That's one of the things that we talked about me talking about is that um a conversation that i did have with one of my regular patrons last time she was here and i had thought about this when i was looking at like all of the patron agreements and you know how much you're going to charge and um all the different ways of setting things up. I thought, man, these first few patrons are like people I know. And it yeah. feels a little bit weird to hand them this official document that says, here's, here's what you do and take care of my books. And this and is you how you'll will do it. Put and them in the bucket this and, way. And yeah, it feels <laughs> right. And, and you will not eat with my books in your lap and things like that. And, and don't take them out and read them I, in the car and all my librarian patrons. Are right. Like, what? <laughs> <laughs> so, I understand that there's 
you have to start in the way that you want to continue to go. Mm -hmm. Even though my first few patrons are people that I know and trust, Mm -hmm. they got to sign the contract just like everybody's going to after that. Because if you don't, how do you start and go, okay, well, you were my good friend and I trust you, but you're not so good and I don't trust you. So I'm drawing the line (laughs) here where you have to have the paperwork, but these first people didn't. Right. So, um, so I did that and one of my patrons came back and she said, um, I don't remember exactly how she approached it, but we went home with that paperwork and we're reading it and we was, we were kind of paralyzed for a little while because we were borrowing your books and like, we're kind of used to eating while we read and all of a sudden we we can't do that and and so she was reading through it with her kids trying to coach them mm-hmm. you know here's how it's going to be and they were kind of like i don't know if we should touch these books <laughs> and i said oh no 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 that's I, they're for you to read you know those are protections for both of us and i never intended for you to feel like you couldn't read the books and she says i know i know that you didn't mean that we shouldn't touch them, but it was just really, I, I don't know if she was used the word paralyzing or what it was, but we just didn't for a while there, we were scared to use the books. Mm. And I thought, Oh, that is exactly the kind of thing that I was hoping to avoid. Right. But what else could you do? Right. And we came to an understanding. She said, I think we're okay now. And she said, probably it was really good because technically when you go to the public library, those are not your books either. Right. right. So you shouldn't be eating with them and doing whatever else you might typically be doing. She said, we've probably lost library books and ruined library books. And, and you don't think about it the same way when it's a public library. Like, eh, we'll pay a fine. They'll get another one. Right. right. And and some of these are not really that easily replaceable. So right. I think they ended up feeling like it was a really good change in their thinking about it. Yeah. But at first, yeah. it was kind of stunning. Oh, yeah. we don't know what we've gotten into. And so it's going to be okay. I've had a, quite a few moms have similar conversations with me, but each of them has come to me when they are in a like an, a happier place about it. And they've come to me and said, this was actually really good for us because I was able to use this as an example for why we do other things and why we show respect to things. And it was a good understanding that this is somebody's hard earned, you know, hard worked for thing and we need to treat it with care. So each of those families have come back to me and said, no, we're really grateful for this. But one family said, actually, we don't think we can be members of your library because we're pretty sure that we cannot abide the rules. We get the rules. We respect the rules. We're going to wreck and ruin your books. So we're going to withdraw. Well, and what a good place to be where you learn to know that. Because I was also, as you were saying that, I thought it's, it's good for me as well, because my approach naturally would be yeah whatever it's not a big deal and yeah i don't need rules people are gonna respect books i mean i do wouldn't people who come to a library be the kind of people who would respect books Mm -hmm. i don't need to worry about this right we'll worry about it if something happens Mm -hmm. and then i wouldn't really have any teeth Mm -hmm. to enforce anything because i didn't have any rules right and so this is actually really good side rails for me yeah to be able to say i told you and there's there's nothing i'm not bringing up anything new here you already knew you agreed to the agreement and so i'm within my rights to say whatever or to give or to right i don't have to enforce we always have the option of extending mercy but it's like when we right. when you and I interviewed Michelle Howard and she said there's something that changes in your mind and Sherry I know you've said this too and I have certainly felt and realized this <clears throat> they're your books until you open a lending library then all of a sudden you realize you are simply stewarding books that the Lord intends to be lended to other families well that's that's not a simple thing that's not a family's going to borrow a book and if they ruin the book no big deal it's how many families will never get that book because that book was borrowed and ruined. And so the mm-hmm. families have all been really, really merciful, graceful with me and saying, no, it's been good lesson for our kids to realize that just because they get to come and borrow the books doesn't mean that there aren't going to be children who, who also want to borrow the books and the books have to be just as nice for them as they were for, for themselves. I thought, mm-hmm. That's a good thing. 
Yeah. Yeah. I I can tell you that because I'm the lackadaisical <laughs> librarian. I I did not put those kinds of rules into place when I started. Mm-hmm. And I have a general rule in my uh, contract that people sign that says, you know, I'll take care of the books. Uh, uh, I'll take care of the mm-hmm. books, basically, is what it says, which is not uh, very specific. Right. Um, and <laughs> I wish that I had had put in more, more stringent rules yeah. to start with. And I find it very difficult to do that. Yes, now. it's very hard to reverse. At yeah. this point, mm-hmm. yeah. Right. And I knew oh. that that would be the case for me too, is that I've, I've got to start the way I'm going to go. I got to pretend like I have 30 patrons, even though I can't picture that in this room <laughs> or I'll be sorry later. Well, because I know that's me. At the same time. Well, they, except to my library. <laughs> Hers do. <laughs> mine don't. <laughs> yeah. Mine's weird. <laughs> no, there, there's something to be said, I think for the fact that this is no longer just your venture, that you are the caretaker of a greater thing, a thing that the Lord really seems to love and care about and support. And I think when I was able to shift my thinking away from, it's my books, I can afford to be generous, I'm a people pleaser, I can let people, I don't want people to be have their feelings hurt, I don't want people to feel put out. And, um, you know, then you switch into this mindset of, no, no, I am called to steward something. It is not, I don't own this because technically all of it is the Lord's anyway. This allows us to have that mindset shift, which then allows us to protect this investment for the good of so many. Right. But there's also the aspect of people need some guidelines. Yes. Mm -hmm. Too much freedom is uncomfortable. Mm -hmm. If somebody borrows a book from me and they don't know my expectations, They might think that's great until something happens. Mm -hmm. But if they already know my expectations, then they can make the choice like your patrons did who said, oh, we don't think we can handle this before you weren't friends anymore because they ruined your books. Correct. Um, So it's just like kids who like to have, they like to know where their boundaries are. That's right. Grownups do too in certain situations. That's true. Great. We did. We didn't have any big reveals this for for this time, That's right? Okay. We're just kind yeah. of going along, right? Out of, after yep. After the uh, state of the podcast, man, that was like taking a drink out of a fire hydrant. <laughs> like what else? Oh no! But I can tell you, I had an idea mm. about the book club thing because, um, uh, you know, I can't say I'll never, but I'm pretty sure I'm not having book clubs. Uh, and, and, um, but, you know, you have your little Elizabeth Ripley binders, binders mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And I'm going to the, once again, authors versus little collections. Co- many collections, <laughs> uh, you know, so I'm going to start collecting copies so that maybe I could have a book club collection. That some mom could do. That mom could do, but I could print a copy of the guide. Yes for them to preview at the library so that they can order their own. Oh, Oh, sweet. Because I would not lend that. That would sort of defeat the purpose. And you're Mm -hmm. not, you know, Barnes and Noble or whoever, (laughs) you know, some big publisher that that can afford to do things like that. But um, they could actually see what is the all books contained. and, and what, what it would look like and how they might be able to do it. And then if I start collecting copies to go along with that, then the, the binder stays here. They can check out, plan to check out the group of books or do whatever they want. And then there'll be a handy link or maybe a QR code <laughs> to Yay. the site where they are in. Oh, yay. Just going back to the way you ladies, all the complicated things you're talking about, you, you can see that I'm very quiet because I have a three by five card box <laughs> with three by five cards. Right. And the, my patrons write down the books they take and they cross them off when they bring them back. So yeah. that's how huge I am right now is that they can sit down and copy, you know, write down the names of their books. And I'm also really good with that right now. So again, here we are talking about 
to each his own. Amen. Absolutely. Because Diane, <laughs> I think if you had the same number of families that I did and you were checking out hundreds of books, you know, per week, I think you would still be using index cards because that is something you've probably been, you've been doing that for decades. It makes sense to you. It's intuitive to you. And that is the point. I think there's so many valuable questions that we all ask in the beginning. How do I do this? Because I'm so afraid that if I do this wrong, I'm going to have to redo it later. Well, guess what? You're going to redo practically everything anyway. So pick a lane. <laughs> Just go with your gut. Yep. Okay. Yep. <laughs> and don't be afraid to change when you need to. But in the meantime, truly, we say this in almost every episode, the librarian your community needs is you. That's who God has called to this work. So be you and do it your way because that's what your community needs. The Lord would have raised up somebody else mm -hmm. if he needed somebody else. So mm -hmm. trust yep. the process in that you get to make the process up as you go. There is some wisdom. Good thing. There's some wisdom to be gained for sure by paying attention in the groups and listening to the veterans. And that's part of why we have this podcast is to sort of showcase some of that. Definitely. Listen. Oh, yeah. I didn't even know that there were questions that needed answered. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my gosh. That's a that's a thing to think about. Wow. <laughs> Thanks a lot. <laughs> well, Christy and Sherry, it is always such a gift to us as baby librarians to be able to chat with you about all the different ways that you've done things. And I just love what the Lord is doing. The four of us are having really a lot of fun together. And I love I love the, the questions that we get from other people that then inspire us to do things in our own libraries and talk about it here or talk about it at the card catalog. So friends, this is just one of many ways that we are having this kind of conversation and we would love for you to join us. First of all, if you're a librarian, you know that we would really love to know what's going on in your library. And we would love for you to reach out and give us some updates that we can put in our monthly newsletter called The Shelf Notes. You can find out more about The Shelf Notes in the, um, in the show notes and at our website. And we would love to know whatever your news is. If you're doing inventory, tell us. If you've got a membership uh, drive, tell us. If you're, oh, if you're doing book clubs or handicrafts club, we want to know about it. Also, if you are, whether you're a librarian, a home librarian, a wannabe librarian, join us in all the different places that we are on social media. You can find that in the show notes and subscribe to the shelf notes and stay updated into all the different things that are happening. And if you are a librarian already or you plan to be one soon and you haven't registered your library, Go over to the show notes to find the link to the BiblioGuides um, private lending library directory. It's totally free. You control your information. You can update it at any time. And we would love to see more and more states um, or areas of the world have libraries pop up. Ladies, do you happen to remember how many states don't have a library right now on the, on the directory? Was don't it remember. Eight? Eight, maybe? Eight or twelve. It's not tons. We're getting there, friends. We're no. getting there. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so, friends, thanks so very much for listening in. Please do send us some questions. Send us some comments. We would love to hear from you. And you can find us on social media. And you can find us in the BiblioGuides online community, which is a mighty network. Of course, you can find the details for that in the show notes. Thanks so much. And until next time.